This is Keep It Simple, a weekly discussion of significant issues regarding the Word of God and His people. Our host is Pastor Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena, and the Simple Truths Radio Ministries. Good day. Welcome to Keep It Simple, weekly talk show of the Simple Truths Radio Network with Pastor Xavier. How are you doing today? Good, Tony. How about yourself? Pretty good for the third day of spring. We have some special guests with us today. Our uh, production engineer, John Duran. Good day, everyone. Episode 190. We got 10 till 200. Kind of kind of cool. It's creeping up on us. It is. Pastor yeah. Sam Tirado is helping us with video today. And our extra special guest, Pastor Fernando Gonzalez and his wife, Veronica. Hello. Hello. Today we're going to spend some time talking about ministry to children specifically and how important that is. Pastor X, to your mind, how important or how do we qualify the importance of ministry to children in the function of the church? Church does a lot of stuff. Sure. Hopefully led by the Spirit of God. Yeah. In there somewhere is ministry to children. Sure. Well, again, the Great Commission is to preach the gospel to everyone. And certainly families are the nucleus of society. So the extension of the children is the next generation. And so if these children are not taught about Jesus Christ, then they will be gobbled up by the progressive belief, atheism, agnosticism, uh, humanism, and all the stupidity that's taught out there. Amen. And so they have to have a, 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 a solid ground and base for their existence um, that God created them that God loves them, that there was a problem at the fall, yes. which is responsible for the evil in our evil nature, and that only Jesus Christ can make them be the person they can be and should be by His grace as they repent of their sins. If they don't have that basic understanding of history, then they invent their own history and believe the history that's deceptive, that's taught by the public school education yeah. and so-called higher learning, which is really against everything that is absolutely objective truth regarding God. Which is amazing because I think as, you know, living in our world where we live today, and I know you guys are deeply involved in education because you have six kids and have been for 20 years or more, mm -hmm. I am just amazed at how things have just kind of gone off a cliff. Yeah. And I mean, we've, we've had issues with public education for years, sure. one way or another. And then it seemed like as they got into university, those issues became more pronounced. But now, today, in 2021, we have a highly organized and well-funded effort to begin to destroy the moral perspective of a child from the time they're in kindergarten. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I'm, I just, you wonder, can it get worse? Is it possible that it can get worse than this? The, the sad state is, you know, you have uh, a reading hour, right? Someone dressed as a drag queen reading to your kids. In the public library. In the public library. Yeah. And, you know, and you think about, do I want my kids subject to a situation like that? And there isn't a counter uh, uh, point where I want to be able to, hey, say this is wrong. Matter of fact, uh, we, we live in a, a cancel culture right now where that opinion is immediately squashed. You, you can't have a, counter, a yeah. counterpoint. 
as if to say this is immoral. You know, that standard has changed. That standard is constantly changing. You know, and we've had the benefit of, you know, raising our kids and our oldest is going to be 26 this year. And, you know, he was partially homeschooled and then we allowed him to go to the public school. But even then we saw the struggle. Mm-hmm. And, but we always taught our kids that um, we want them to be critical. You know, uh, we want them to even uh, uh, have a, a discourse with us about those um, opinions, which is perfectly okay. Just don't be overly, don't have a critical spirit. Be critical, but don't have a critical spirit. And we've had those interactions and we've seen the fruit from that. We, now they realize as they've matured and they realize this is right and this is wrong. Right. As a matter of fact, my, my oldest son, there's certain people like, well, do you, have you listened to this person? Oh, I don't want to listen to them anymore. Are you kidding? Their, their, their view of life is so far off the wall. Yeah. But that took time. Yeah. They, they, now they, they're able to assess. Mm-hmm. Where if you're in the public forum, how do you? How do you assess that? During the pandemic, I had a lot of moms come call me or text me that they want to sit down and talk because they want to learn more about homeschooling mm-hmm. because they've seen what's yeah. going on Amen. and they're they're fearful for mm-hmm. their children mm-hmm. and so just last she, week yeah she was pretty busy i was yeah. i had to do my homework because <laughs> because i want to be able to give them as much information uh, that I, from the years of experience that I've had with homeschooling, because homeschooling has changed a lot, and it's yeah. been very, uh, it's grown a lot. There's so many homeschool academies that they could be a part of, and uh, it's been a, a real blessing for our home and our children that we are homeschooling now. Amen. And, and that was a product of, I hate to say it, from COVID. These parents had to stay home with their kids. Well, so the silver lining. <laughs> there was a silver, and they're realizing, what are my kids into? Yeah. You know what have uh, you know what have they been involved with and and you know listening to their Zoom uh, 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 classrooms yes. you know as they're meeting and listening to right. the teachers they're like this is all politics this isn't education anymore right yeah right. well one of one of the um, conditions was when the COVID started back a year ago is that um, they didn't want parents, they wanted parents to sign an affidavit they would not listen in mm-hmm. to the things that were being taught to their children. That's, it's communism. Mm-hmm. It's pretty crazy. It's not cancel culture, it's communism. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so they want to destroy the children. Again, the basis of this is an amoral society. There's no right or wrong, absolute, it's relativism. Well, yes and, and no. So, I mean, they, there are a whole bunch of things they believe are really wrong. Right. You know, if you... Well, from their side. Right, right they, from their they, side. In other words, they defy their own thing, but yeah, they reject they absolute truth and absolute uh, error. Yeah. So theirs is relative, so it's all based on your subjective reasoning. Mm-hmm. But absolute right and wrong always exists. There's an up, a down, a left, a right, black, white, yeah. n- northeast, southwest. I mean, th- it's absolute. Those are absolutes. When you tell me that there are no absolutes, you just made an objective statement of absolute, That's which right. contradicts your philosophy. That's right. And so they're a bunch of hypocrites and liars. But the whole goal is to corrupt the children. So there's nothing wrong with two mommies, two daddies at the very age of kindergarten because they're not interested in the old school they know that within 15 to 20 years old school is gone Mm -hmm. they're interested in the children like every fascist movement 
Hitler understood that. Mm -hmm. Mussolini understood that. Yeah. Stalin understood that. And so have all the dictators of the world. Amen. You are after the children because they are the next generation. So you have to indoctrinate them, whether it be by willful submission or by force. Mm -hmm. One way or another, crook or hook. Mm -hmm. You're going to be what we want you to be. It's interesting because I just heard a pastor, and he um, he was being interviewed because he he sees the upcoming Equality Act mm -hmm. as being a problem. This Equality Act, this is a bill that's just gone through HR five. the House of Representatives mm -hmm. and is being pushed into the right. Senate right now, and right. we're concerned about right. And uh, so they're they're asking for his perspective, and he says, "Well, you know, I I feel that um, I can speak about that because growing up." Uh, his parents divorced in their, I believe their 50s or 60s. They divorced, and then they went on to have homosexual relationships of their own, both mm -hmm. his mother and his father. Mm -hmm. um, and he would attend rallies with his parents, you know, pro-homosexual uh, uh, parades and these events. And, you know, he's a young man. And, and uh, he was taught that Christians were evil. These people are trying to suppress us, mm -hmm. you know, and... Eventually, someone invited him to a Bible study. And he goes, that was the worst thing for him because he ended up accepting the Lord. He saw the love of God. And from that, he became a pastor. His parents would eventually sit in and listen to the message, and they both got saved. Wow. That is wild. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Isn't it? That's yeah. wonderful. And but that, that just shows you here, you know, going back to your point, you're being brought up and indoctrinated in that. Sure. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, and you have parents who validate that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What a horrible yeah. environment to be in. Yeah, and you know, this this started back in the 70s. Some of you may be listening, and you're young, and, and your 20s, your 30s, and, and you don't have the historical perspective because they haven't taught you history. But back in the 70s, started with affirmative action, 1% to get um, Mexican-Americans, Latin, whatever phrase you want to use, to enter the universities because they deserve it. So you lower the standards because of race or because ethnicity, and then it went over to the homosexuality, 1%, and here we are now at 100%. Um, they want to just destroy every objective truth, every conservative, the uh, Western way of life, the Constitutional Bill of Rights, free speech, freedom to gather, freedom of expression, everything. So what began at 1% is now 100%. But that's what happens with sin and, and evil. It, it doesn't create anything. It takes over and destroys. Mm -hmm. It's wild to me as I look at, you know, college-age kids, kids 19, 20, 21, going off to university, mm -hmm. how dramatically effective the indoctrination, the brainwashing really is. Mm -hmm. I mean, we have, in our years here in this church fellowship, we've seen a, a bunch mm -hmm. of really exceptional young people go off to college and go crazy mm -hmm. just just turn into something that was totally anti-christian mm -hmm. but and there's no other way to look at that yeah. and that is the the fruit of this effort to indoctrinate people these these people are good at what they do right and there's a supernatural force operating behind the scenes absolutely that helps them yeah. at the same time and so you know when you look at that you think how important is it for us and especially for parents you know you guys oversee children's ministry to kids here but you have you spend maybe three hours a week with a child. Mm 
to be able to present them with the truth and surround them with a community of believers and all that. But it's so important, you know. Certainly, I think, I mean, would we say that ministering to children in the church is equally important as ministering to adults? Well, well absolutely. We, yeah. we, we look at children's yeah. ministry as church. Yeah. They're just little people. Right. Yeah. That's the way we see them. We do worship with the kids. We have Bible studies with the kids. And the way we approach children's ministry is I have your child for an hour and a half on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. Right? Half hour of worship. And then we have an hour of teaching. But that hour is broken up into a study, you know, and then we have some, you know, activities. But our activities are not surrounded with, you know, SpongeBob or Mickey Mouse. Entertainment, yeah. Exactly, entertainment. Where I've heard other churches, and again, you know, I don't go out there and point these churches out, but I've heard where they're allowed to bring their their electronics in in a classroom setting. Mm -hmm. And they're allowed to entertain them for that period of time. Um. I can imagine that 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 time frame is golden to us. Yeah. It's golden. Right. Uh, we want to we want to be able to present the gospel, but also our our biggest thing with the kids is what is your greatest uh, take home when you read the scripture? What is it? How could you mm-hmm. apply what you learn mm-hmm. from the scripture? Because you're going to be confronted with that when you when you go into you know, into the public. You know, these are real stories. A lot of people assume these are fairy tales. And because they've been taught as they were fairy tales, you know, no, these are real people with real lives with real problems. And so we approach it that way. Otherwise, then what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah. You know, and again, that relativism is so powerful. We've gotten to the place where it's complete full, full blown relativism. You know, there's a transitional part as you're moving forward progressively through just diluting truth and giving other options and. And there's debate and there's different opinions, but then it keeps moving forward and it becomes a little more hostile and more aggressive mm-hmm. uh, to where the place where we are now, that it's absolute stupidity, mm-hmm. where uh, university students couldn't take their exams because they were, they were uh, triggered by some language or some something. What, what, what are you, little girls? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're 19, 20, 23 years old men and women, to enter the world. Uh, But again, it's destructive. It's to tear down Black Lives Matters, to destroy Western civilization, to destroy the nucleus of the family, the heads of home. And they're being allowed into the public school curriculum to affect it. And so parents have have to rebel. They have to stand up and defend their children. Uh, we pay their salaries, these educators, mm-hmm. through our taxes, mm-hmm. not the government. You, you said something right now. Parents. Yeah. Parents are, I mean, they're your kids. Yeah. And I remember, I remember one Sunday where a mother approached me and she says, you guys haven't done enough for my kids. Excuse me? Yeah, my kid went to college and now they're out there just doing their thing. That's your job. Yeah. We're, we just supplement, yeah. you know, yeah. we, we just supplement the, the, the teaching. Let me ask you a question about that. Yeah. One of the things we're dealing with, this indoctrination, the brainwashing we're dealing with, I mean, before kids get institutionalized in a mm-hmm. university, has to do with entertainment. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, I mean, we live in an entertainment culture. Everything is about entertainment. That's how, you know, people are motivated in this culture to move in a particular direction. So if you've got a 10-year-old child comes into the ministry here 
and they have had no control. They're just able to entertain themselves or, you know, they're spending all day on the phone or in a computer and all these things. And that creates, it would seem to me, a really huge uh, obstacle to you being able to get them to, to give their attention to a legitimate gospel issue. What do we tell the kids at home? With their devices. Oh. She says, we tell them lots of things. That's <laughs> <laughs> why right, so I said press with devices. Well, we put them away. We put them away when we're sitting down as a family. But even in their, when they're studying, because yes. it's very easy for them to have a device and they have a Zoom meeting. You know, so they're they're kind of they're multitasking, and they're you know it's 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 the world they live in right now. Mm -hmm. But we mm -hmm. constantly have to fight that. And to your point, you know, when when you see a, a child in in a classroom upstairs, you know, uh, in, during worship, you know they're they're worshiping. But now when they get into a classroom setting, you can see they're not used to just sitting down and listening to a study. Mm -hmm. You could see they're already. Yeah. They're, they're having a hard time. This, this whole society and generation has been indoctrinated to being visual, right. entertained, mm -hmm. stimulated. Exactly. Not to think mm -hmm. critically, not to converse, mm -hmm. not to relay back and forth, but to isolate themselves because then they're easily picked off mm -hmm. by others. Mm -hmm. It's real simple. And the problem is that we were talking with the kids. You know, parents may say what it is, like a town from the pulpit. The problem with your children is they live with you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. We only have them for three hours a week. Mm -hmm. You're the problem. Mm -hmm. If you don't curtail your child's activities and direct them and oversee them and censor them, then you're the problem with your child. And the problem you think that so many parents are not engaged with their nope. kids at all. Yep. Well, just last week I had to take away uh, the cell phone from one of my children and because I saw that he was getting behind in schoolwork mm. and I told him okay let's catch up and then I'll give you back your cell phone but but you have to stay on top of what's yeah. priority what, what does God want expect from you and it's like it's always always trying to teach them always trying to use those opportunities <coughs> kind of amazing you've got six kids you know, and you, so you do <laughs> for you to be able to keep a handle on where everybody's at and what they're doing and to know that this particular child is a little bit behind so that you need to. But, you know, the other thing about that, I know for you is you're listening to the Lord and the Lord will tell you things. He'll say, hey, look at this. Hey, check this out. I think he gave me an extra sense, <laughs> which is, you know, spiritual, obviously. And yes, it's because I've been able to stay home mm -hmm. and be home with my children that it's it's taught me so much. Amen. Yeah, it's yeah. you're not you're not just sitting there. We should call you Doctor Veronica. <laughs> That's what I think. You got the education. You know? The Lord taught me. Amen. I had to be taught Amen. by Him, and thankfully, my husband he he always had to like, just just you know stay home, stay put, because there's a lot of times where there was times where I thought I should be doing something else. I should be, but he's he he's so patient with me. He just like no. No, just why don't you why don't you look into this? And next thing I know is, what was I thinking? I hey, you got too much on my on my plate. Tired. And he's like, he's just smiling at me. He's like, yeah. 
But, you know, going back to um, even in our own home, um, she's, you know, constantly trying to keep me in the loop of where, where the kids are at. Mm -hmm. And that, I think parents should be doing that. I think mm -hmm. so many parents are distracted themselves with their devices. They're, mm -hmm. they're just as guilty. Amen. And we, we constantly have to try to catch up. Or why didn't you tell me? I need to know. You know, because, and I tell her, the burden is not all yours. We're working together, mm -hmm. you know. But that's a, that's a relationship between parents. Mm -hmm. And sometimes parents, they just, they're doing their own thing. It's like, no. Yeah. Well, how do you do that if you have a dysfunctional marriage? Right. If you're married that's and your whole... communication is all jacked up, yeah. your kids, they're going to suffer. And you'll do anything to, to pacify them. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and do your thing. Stay out of my way. Stay out of my way, but then now, guess what? You're, they're going to pay the price. They're going to pay the price. But then again, you have the, the consequences and the result of the indoctrination that they receive when they were going to school in the mm -hmm. worldview. Yeah. Right. Okay, the whole thing of dysfunctionalism, codependent, maybe all of that is, con is, is, is cultural language to indoctrinate people. It shouldn't be a dysfunctional family. They're sinners. Amen. They're, 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 they're irresponsible. They're 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 evil. They they're dishonorable. We don't use those words today because that offends people. Well, it's about time people get offended. We create all these nifty little intellectual phrases to try to just categorize people without offending them or pointing out their evil and their lack of responsibility. And so parents have abdicated the throne of being parents and and husbands and wives have abdicated the throne of being heads of home and completers of home by being self-absorbed with themselves and their right and their time. Uh, or that I'm going to give my kid time out. You know, when he does the time out when I grew up is when they knocked me out and I woke up. Um, you know, there, there's... All We're not these, advocating knocking children. <laughs> all, 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 all these things, all these things are just ridiculous. But again, it's part of the indoctrination to move society towards this benevolent, uh, sensitive, um, which doesn't seem, exist. Seeming it's not a real kind, thing, right? It's but it's really being no. irresponsible. No. Well, the thing is, what parent wants to confront their kid, right? That's a, that's a very, they're very uncomfortable about Amen. certain issues, mm -hmm. but shame on me when I don't. Yeah, but that's yes. only in this, from the, from the, I would say from the 90s on, mm -hmm. that kind of mentality took over. Yeah, sure. Even prior to the 90s, you still had kind of a baby boomer thing. No, mm -hmm. you, you, your child made his bed. Your child went mm -hmm. to work. Your mm -hmm. child went to school. Mm -hmm. But by that time, those kids and teens had become adults affected by that and there was a very slow transition moving which is again destructive to society look to our society today they make fun of the old school of right and wrong and you know and, you know leave it to beaver mentality you know but again look at society would you rather have that kind of society that was productive respectful and orderly or the society that we have today, which is destructive, self-centered, and just un-American in every way. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there's somebody who comes to the fellowship here, and he, uh, you know, he works at Caltech. And uh, they're hiring a few people. And uh, it's interesting, he says, what they're trying to do now is they're trying to change the culture and how they, who they hire. Mm -hmm. 
They used to just make it wide open. They understood people had problems in their life. They took anybody. Now they're like, mm, that hasn't been good for us. Yeah. You know, uh, the ethics. They realize, you know what, this Working this person mm -hmm. is immoral. He's gotten into trouble. He's, you know, he's a drunkard. They're realizing that doesn't float with us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That hurts us. That actually undermines us. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and they're starting to see that in certain elements. Sure, just you know? the professors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have, you, have you ever read the list of the, of the senators and congressmen? Oh, oh, my gosh. The crimes and the alcohol, the drunk driving, yeah. everything. Yeah. My Lord, they should throw them all on their head. Most of them anyway, huh? You know, I was thinking, you mentioned earlier about uh, the way that you approach teaching the kids, you know, instead of the idea that these are stories. Yeah. These are just stories made up. You know, we're going to talk about Jonah and the whale, mm -hmm. and that's just a fairy tale. And how important it is that the ministry you're doing over in this building is founded on the ministry that he's doing over in that building. And the fact that you know, you don't have to go listen to the study on Sunday morning, although I'm sure you do. Mm -hmm. You know that Pastor Xavier is dealing with the scripture as the absolute word of God. Mm -hmm. And there's such a powerful movement in the church today to introduce doubt concerning the word of God. It trickles down. Mm -hmm. It winds up in the minds mm -hmm. of right. five-year-olds. Well, illustrations are powerful images. Yeah. You know, they, they I mean... You can think of any cartoon today that you remember growing up. I mean, those are powerful images. And I, I feel the same way in the children's ministry. That's why we don't use illustrated Bibles. At least we try not to. Mm -hmm. And and every week, no lie, I will find a, uh, an illustrated Bible somewhere in the ministry. Yeah. Somebody brings them in. <clears throat> and and to me, it's, it's a mischaracterization of what the Scripture is trying to demonstrate. Why? Well, because, I mean, do you, when we think of the flood, for example... Mm -hmm. That wasn't a pleasure cruise. No. The world the, that we know of died. Mm -hmm. Incredible casualties. If you could imagine bodies, animals, everything died. Most of the uh, Bibles that illustrate that is for children, you know, Noah's smiling, the rest of the family smiling, the animals are smiling, and it looks like a big pleasure cruise. Right. Well, what, what are the kids seeing? What do they think yeah. that was like? Yeah, sure. It's a fairy it's, tale. It's truth. It's not truth. It's false. And I had a friend... Yeah. I've shared this before, um, we've talked, you know, when we, we got reintroduced again, uh, when he asked me what I did, because, you know, he was a professor, and, and he says, uh, oh, you're a pastor. Oh, so you believe those fairy tales. That to yeah. me is very clear. Right. That's the way the, way the world perceives sure. it. Yeah. Sure. And churches, you know, have been guilty of, yeah. of doing that, yeah. you know, these clubs, they present the Bible in a way because they don't want to, you know, scare the kids or they don't want to give a, a bad image. They need to see what the Bible's really about. So. But you have the same progressivism in the church. Mm -hmm. Began with the German school of thought. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Okay, with Bruner and Manuel Kant and all these guys, and they just bring it in uh, to places like Fuller Seminary and all the seminaries. They contaminate them. They're pumping out these uh, um, these neo orthodox, uh, neo new and orthodox straight. It's a contradiction. It's neither new nor straight. It's crooked as anything, mm -hmm. corrupting people. And so right now. You have a strong movement uh, uh, hailing progressive Christians, those who are mm -hmm. open to the same-sex marriages mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all the liberal, all the immoral stuff. Well, there's no such Christian. That's not a Christian. Right. No. A Christian has to be judged by the definition of the scriptures and the life of Jesus Christ. And so we're having a, um, a redefining of Christianity, mm -hmm. a redefining of the church, 
redefine of what a Christian is, and they're all contrary to the clear word of God. Yeah. It's corruption. And through, through the German thought, then you have the uh, church growth movement of McGavern and Wagner and Fuller Seminary. You have this uh, secret friendly church with um, Rick Warren. Yeah. And then you have the stepping stone Rick Warren to the emergent church, which teaches just totally subjective. And they don't believe any truth can be learned objectively from the Bible. Here we are. Mm -hmm. How do we get here? Very slowly through 60, 70 years. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. You know, I, just thinking right now as he's, he's, he's sharing, just, uh, you know, as a Sunday school teacher and you're teaching the kids, you're teaching Genesis, you know, and, and Abel's, uh, you know, was, was slain by his brother, Cain. Mm -hmm. Well, how do you present that to the kids? Mm -hmm. It's murder. It's murder. It's evil. Yeah. yeah. That's totally. right. Where did he learn that? It's an that? ugly thing. Where did he learn that? Yeah. You know, he said, well, they, you know, his fallen nature, but where did he learn that? Well, I mean, what did Abel do? You know, he slew the animals, right? He gave an offering. That's, that's how he learned. That's how he learned. That's right. Wow, that's how you kill. That's right. You know, and so we, we teach the kids that, not because we're into, you know, being graphic, but it's the reality. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Life. You know, it's people life. have a trouble with our church. Ooh. <laughs> you know, it's the truth. There are people, people who, you know, I can't go to this church anymore, you know, and, and what, the reason I see, in my mm. mind, primarily, is because they're not seeing the entertainment. Yeah. And I mean, I say that, yeah. and sometimes it's just, uh, they want, what they will tell you is, we need more application mm -hmm. for our lives. Mm -hmm. And what Pastor Xavier does is, he teaches the Bible. Amen. He teaches the yep. Bible. Yep. And people are looking for, they're comparing with all these other pastors they see on the internet, out there, you know. These people are, and you know, and I have a particular person in mind, a guy who's got a big church not too far from here, and he is amazingly entertaining and engaging with people, you know, and he and I think he probably sees that as part of his task. But I've heard him teach some things that make my hair stand up. You know, some things that are patently contrary to the scripture. And I'm thinking and if I talk to somebody personally one on one, I will tell them. Do you know this guy teaches X, Y, and Z? He mm -hmm. teaches this idea. Yeah. But yet, the place is packed out. Yeah. And people need to hear the truth. Yeah, and the whole thing is not that they don't have application, because every point has an application. Amen. It's that they don't want to apply the Word of God. Mm -hmm. They're not willing to cultivate it in themselves. They, they don't want to obey it. They don't want to apply it. Mm. They think it's just mystical and it's nice to hear, and they don't want to die themselves to sin nature. And they don't want to be contrary to the culture. And they don't want people to think that they're crazy, some weirdo. Yeah. And so welcome to the club. <laughs> I mean, that's the world. There's, they want you to be a quacking duck. Yeah. You're not a quacking duck. Yeah. You're a human being, and you need to fight for truth, absolutely. Amen. So. If you just tuned in, you're listening to Keep It Simple. We're talking about ministry to children, believe it or not. And we'll be right back with you in a, after these messages. Hi, this is Pastor Xavier. I want to invite you to Good Friday services. There's going to be two of them, and then three for Easter Sunday. So we invite you. Last year, we were kept out, prohibited, and I pray to God that you get up, get out, and come to church and invite somebody who is fearful and so concerned about the times that they have no hope, that they might come to hear the greatest hope of Jesus Christ. Join Pastor Xavier Reese in the celebration of Easter and Good Friday at Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. 
We'll be meeting at 12 noon and 6 p.m. Good Friday, featuring special guests, Heritage, leading in a time of worship. Our Easter Sunday morning services will begin at 7, 9, and 11.30. Calvary Chapel Pasadena is located at 2200 East Colorado Boulevard. Or log on to calvarychapelpasadena.com for directions and all the details for our Easter celebration. So I'm looking forward to seeing all of you on Good Friday and Easter Sunday. That's calvarychapelpasadena.com. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock, Jesus said. And the rain fell and the floods came, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. Pastor Xavier Reese says, by allowing the Lord's wisdom to guide us in our relationships, decisions, and priorities, we find that he provides the most trustworthy foundation any life could be built upon. And that's why he's presenting a teaching series on the basic foundations for the Christian faith. In it, he explains the importance of the Word of God, the gifts of the Spirit, the function of prayer and worship, and so much more. The Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith is a 12-message series available on audio CD for $32 or an MP3 disc for just $10 in the online store of Calvary Chapel, Pasadena. Look for the Basic Foundations for the Christian Faith series when you browse the online store at calvarychapelpasadena.com. Pastor Xavier Reese describes receiving a free gift made easy. He therefore who has entered into God's rest, rest on the work and person of Jesus Christ. And when you're saved, you can look back at nothing that you did or anything that you had. <laughs> you can bring nothing. You come as you are. Check the online program guide for Pastor Xavier Reese's daily expositional studies here on Simple Truths Radio at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. The need for strong family relationships has never been as crucial as it is today. And Pastor Xavier Reese offers a series of studies on marriage and the family, underlying the necessary ingredients called for in a healthy home, such as the source of joy in marriage, Christian submission, God's role for men, God's role for women, even God's role for children, and so much more. It's Pastor Xavier's Marriage and the Family series, available now in the Calvary Chapel Pasadena online store as an audio CD album for $32 or convenient MP3 disc for just $10, containing 12 messages in all of God-honoring practical insights from Scripture. Whether you're new to the faith, newly married, wishing to start a family perhaps, or just want to realign yourself with God's divine plan for your marriage and family, this collection assembles key biblical teachings that endure the test of time. Stop by the online store today at CalvaryChapelPasadena.com for the Marriage and the Family audio CD album or MP3 disc. That's CalvaryChapelPasadena.com. We return now to Keep It Simple and this week's discussion, addressing issues of consequence for the church, hosted by Pastor Xavier Reese of Calvary Chapel Pasadena. And you're back with us here at Keep It Simple. Today we're talking about the important issues concerning ministry to kids and very important to us. We have, I understand, John, we received uh, some special prayer requests. We did. Can we take a minute and go over those? Sure. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine, his name's Anthony. He uh, asked if we would lift up uh, another friend of ours. His name's Sam, uh, Sam Naboot. He and his daughter are in Lebanon right now oh. for two weeks. Yeah, and they're... Uh, they go almost every year. I don't think they went last year because of COVID and all, but uh, they just go to share the gospel with whoever. They, he knows his way around. He knows where to go, what to do. 
Um, he's from there, and uh, they just talk to people in the streets and share the gospel. And then his daughter collected a lot of uh, ibuprofen and Tylenol to give out to people because it's not so easily available mm -hmm. there as it is here. And um, they just asked if we could lift them up in prayer because they're there as of yesterday. So they got two weeks. And little challenges. I think the country was out of electricity this morning. Mm -hmm. Just a lot of little challenges. But Are they in, like, metropolitan areas? Are they in Beirut, or do you know? I think they are in a metropolitan area, Okay, I believe. Yeah, right. but they go all over the place, too. He, he Amen. ends up all over the place, yeah. So. Lebanon, also known as Hezbollah Stan. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, because yes. Hezbollah is, is so powerful over there. But yes. Sam, we will keep Sam, him. Brother Sam. And his daughter in prayer. His daughter Grace. And we'll lift mm -hmm. them up and just pray the Lord, watch over them, keep yeah. them safe. Yeah and use them. Great jo stuff, Johnny. Johnny, why don't you pray for him right now? Let's do it. Lord, we just want to come before you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, just for, um, Lord, that we can come freely to you, Lord, and we thank you for our brother Sam, Lord, and his daughter Grace, Lord, just for putting this on their hearts to to be in Lebanon for two weeks, Lord, and just be open to whatever you may have, Lord, for them. We pray for your protection upon them, Lord, as they're there. Uh, Lord, we pray for Sam. You just give him wisdom as he navigates through the, the towns and the streets and the cities, Lord, as they share with people, Lord. You would um, just prepare the hearts of, of people they encounter, Lord, in a supernatural way, Lord, to receive the gospel, Lord, as he preaches in their, their language to them, Lord. Uh, we pray for the medicine, even as they distribute that to people, Lord. You'd use it. Just thank you for all the, the people that uh, donated uh, medicine for this trip, Lord. Uh, we pray you'd have your hand upon Sam, Lord, Grace, and his family at home, Lord. Bless them and their efforts, Lord. We just thank you for them, Lord. We pray in the name of your Son. Amen. 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 So today, we're as we're talking about these issues, a lot of them around children's ministry and then some of them more directly to it. Seems to me, Pastor X, a lot of this boils down to priorities. True. And because of the cultural influence, how things have changed last 50 years in our country, the priorities of people have changed pretty dramatically. And church is not necessarily that priority that it right, should be. Right. Well, again, as we move from an um, um, anti-truth society, mm -hmm. uh, fighting against objective truth, um, anti-Americanism, so you have patriotism with the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, which is the political side, but really it's the, it's the avenue by which the spiritual freedom is given to us. Because we as Christians have not suffered as a church, as the rest of the church throughout the world. Yeah. Because we have freedom of speech, uh, freedom to gather, uh, freedom to speak our mind without having to be fearful of being retaliated or removed from the internet or everything. This is all new, hard, progressive communism to an extent. Mm -hmm. It's not cancel culture. And so... Um, this is again, again, the progressiveness of believing in yourself, and then when, once you go through that, then it's easy to move into being uh, um, sort of like a, a, a tyrannical uh, arm of the government. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden, the rights of people are being done away with, and there's no way to really fight that or anything else. And so. When, when you move away from that, then society starts collapsing. There's yeah. no way that it can function. Um, it, you, know, you don't have to make it complex. It's just simple, a simple family of a husband, a wife, and children. 
Well, that husband goes to work and he provides for the family. He's the protector of the family. The wife's at home taking care of the children, administrating the home. And that husband and wife work together under God's authority, knowing the, God's creative order. There is no competition. There is no low self-esteem. We know who we are, what we're here for. And they take their direction from God. And they impart those truths to their children so that their children can know how to function when they get to be adults. Now, when their children get out of line in whatever way, they get disciplined. Amen. They get disciplined so they learn that they cannot live for themselves. They must live for the Lord and for others. And so Christianity um, really builds up society. Mm -hmm. um, Christianity frees women. If you look at the gospel, anywhere the gospel has gone, especially in particular in Muslim mm -hmm. countries, women are freed. Um, no political system has done nearly as much as Christianity for, for women. Even right now with the HR5, where are the feminists? Where are the Amazing. feminists right now? Amazing. Where if you let these he-she guys compete against women. It's going to destroy women's And it destroys forever. women. Yeah. They're going to win every time. So much for women having scholarships and being able to better themselves. So they just cancel up everything that has been accomplished through the Republic of the United States just because of this liberal nonsense. Totally corruption. Nonsense. It is. For the destruction of Western society. Amen. There is a goal. The goal is to destroy Western society. Mm -hmm. Even introducing this nonsense new history. What's the name of 17? 1619. 1619. From the New York it's Times. Ridiculous. Yes, it is. Ridiculous. You got brain damage. Mm hmm and, and I tell you, you'd be hard-pressed to find a real historian that'll speak out on behalf of Right. Because well, they're cowards. Amen. they got a yellow streak down their back. Yeah. The priority for people in church and like, you know, this is what you just outlined there <clears throat> is the, the society at large. Right. We are stuck in the middle of society yeah. at large. Yeah. And we see the absence of real godly priorities sure. for people yeah. in this church. How refreshing it is. To see the contrary, to yeah. see people yeah. with a real heart. But the same thing happened in Paul's day. No different. In fact, Rome was a lot worse than we are here. So they had it, they had it pressed pretty bad. Okay, you've got the, the, the culture of the pagans. You've got um, uh, all the worship of, of sexual rights, everything else. Um, then when the persecution came down. So uh, Christianity is always, it's like a salmon swimming upstream. Amen. Okay. And they give their lives so that others can live. Yeah. It's a real simple illustration. Jesus said, you know, the Son of Man didn't come to be served, but to serve and give his life a mm -hmm. ransom for many. And that's the example. God emptied himself from his throne um, of his glory, never as deity. He became man. He came down to wash feet. What would you do if you were God? Well, these guys that think they're little gods, like those in the Senate, uh, uh, Pelosi and Schumer and whoever else, and a lot of the rhino Republicans, they want to rule over people. They're not servants of the people. No. They're tyrants. Yeah. Yeah. Absolute tyrants. God help them. Amen. Amen. Fortunately, we, there are some people that we get to see who are willing to swim upstream, and that's, yeah. that's always You've got Shifty Shift over here in Glendale, too. <laughs> you know, another rat. When you talk about the, the priority of, of folks today, especially when we look at children's ministry, you see 
folks from every walk of life serving the kids. Mm-hmm. And they're given their, their time. Really, it's God's time. They see that, that God's gifted them, and they're exercising the gifts to edify the body of Christ, which is biblical. Sure. And um, they, they're also beneficiaries of that, you know, because they're seeing um, how God is using them in the lives of kids. Mm-hmm. It's really a, a great thing to see how, you know, when I sit down with a person who wants to serve for the first time and then seeing them four or five years, you know, serving kids and seeing how they mature right. and realizing, you know, gosh, I sat in the sanctuary for years and did nothing. Mm-hmm. And now I, I see what God intended for us as, as Christians to serve one yeah. another. And that's been a great example. You know, and my wife recently was, ta- was talking to a gal, you know, talking about the priority of, of coming to a Bible teaching church. I'll let you share that. Yeah, it was really neat. I was, last week I was talking to uh, a mom, and uh, she was telling me that she was living in North Hollywood at the time when she was, she was commuting here to the church. Well, she, she, was, she had just a conviction to move out of North Hollywood and rent out a place in Pasadena so that she could be here to bring, continue to be involved and it will be mm-hmm. easily more accessible for her and her children to come and to sit and to grow in the Word and to get her children involved in ministry and for them to be able to come. And I was just sharing with her how commendable that is because there, I know of parents who are okay that their, their children leave mm-hmm. and go to a different church that isn't, isn't teaching the Word of God. Amen. And I was a blessing, and I see her here constantly, even when she was living in North Hollywood. She was here. She mm-hmm. wouldn't miss a, a, during the Sundays or the Tuesday nights for the women's studies. She wanted her kids to be here. And that's... And, and you don't realize how much it, it it helps your children to help them to hear from uh, because that's what I pray for my children. That's what I've prayed mm-hmm. for my children is that not that they wouldn't only just hear it from us, right? That they would hear it from the family of Christ because that's the way we see them now mm, after yes. so many years of serving, and you see how these people who they've they've been taught from that they've become like family to them and they've loved on them with the love of God mm-hmm. and they've shared truth to them and they they see that it's genuine. Amen. They see that. And that affects their life in a powerful way. It, absolutely. Yeah. And, and so it just blesses me to hear that this woman wanted to come and because she doesn't realize what benefit she's doing to her, to her home. You know, you got to think people who, that they're, the history of their life as a believer is to go to church on Sunday. They just go, they sit down, spend an hour there, they go out to breakfast, whatever. And that's, I mean, there are an awful lot of people that fit mm-hmm. that description. Mm-hmm. That's what their life is about. They don't know, what, they have no idea what they're needing. Yeah. You know, I, I work at a church. I can't tell you, I don't wake up or spend time with the Lord any day of the week that I don't think about countless numbers of people who come to this church, who don't work here, who have jobs, mm-hmm. who sacrifice to be able to be here and serve. Mm-hmm. And these people are all examples to me. Mm-hmm. These, these are people, I look at them and I think, yes. Lord, I would like to be like this person mm-hmm. when I grow up as a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just amazing. Mm-hmm. And there's so many. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and it's just, it is, uh, it breathes a breath of life into my life as a believer to see these other people and to be around them. And, you know, I know that that's the spirit of God at work in the church. That's what God intended. Well, that, that's, that's what God intended, especially yeah. with these kids, because, you know, they can make a distinction from their friends here and their friends at school, right? Absolutely. They, they yeah. know. Night and day. Night and day. They see the difference. And when they come here, I mean, obviously, if there's things going on in your life that you're trying to hide, you suppress those things, right? But when they come here, if you're a good friend, you're going to be honest with them. There's accountability there. Mm -hmm. You know, just like you, you, you feel convicted when somebody is, you know, working in the world. <laughs> what are you trying to say? <laughs> I mean, because they're great examples. Yeah. Amen. And, and we need those examples. I, my, my son, we were just talking recently, and uh, uh, one of his schoolmates, his dad passed away last mm. week. And um, all of a sudden his friend is getting closer to him, right? And I said, what do you, why do you think that's the case? He says, well, you know, I reached out to him. I said, you know what? Whatever you need, you let me know. Amen. And he's thinking, you know, kids in the world, how many kids really say that? No. no. You, know, how, you know, not to say it's because it's my kid. It's just, it's, I mean, if I would want to be your friend. It's exceptional. Yeah, I want to be your friend. Yeah, they usually you know? say, if, if there's something you want to do for me, let me know. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's the world they're indoctrinated yeah, with. That's it. It's, it's yeah. all I mean, we're carnal as it is, and yet... And the world feeds our, our carnality. Have, did any of you guys go to church regularly as a kid where you were involved in a children's ministry or something? Of like course. That? No. no. <laughs> I mean, no. I, I went a few times as a kid. I, I have little memories of this or that. But I just think, what a wealth yeah. for these children to build relationships and have a community of people. Yeah. You know, what an amazing yeah. The form. majority of decisions are made by young kids and teens. Exactly. Okay? Yeah. The majority of decisions. So... Um, as they're exposed to the gospel, um, the Lord brings the word back to them. Now, having said that, it's only the few. It's not the many. Yeah. Jesus said very clear, they asked him, are there many to be saved? He said, few strive to enter in. And so the majority of humanity is going to reject the gospel of Jesus Christ. Yeah. The majority of humanity is going to perish like in the days of Noah. The majority of society in the world do not believe that God is going to come back and judge the world. They do not believe in the biblical truth. Mm -hmm. They do not believe that the family was created by God. They have their own opinions. They'll integrate different philosophies and think they're the wisest people while being stupid. It's the few that are going to be saved, not the many. The road to hell is very, very crowded. The road to heaven, it's empty. Hardly anybody's on it. Those are the words of Jesus. Amen. It's not figurative language. He says, he said, are there many to be saved? He says, few. Mm -hmm. Amen. Agonize. The word of God, we get an athletic word of agonizing. Strive to enter in. And so there's a lot of distractions between point A when you're born and point B when you die. Yeah. And you better make sure you have the right choices and you have the right objective truth to make the right choices and to validate everything else that is said to be true. It's simple, just like this coronavirus. 
It's stupid science. Contradicts science. There's no scientific evidence at all for it. It's all been colluded and put together to appropriate fear to control people. To have people die, yes, but only, only 6% have died of COVID. 94% have died of underlying issues, mm -hmm. not COVID. So they're liars. They're misrepresenting this because they want to put fear in people, control people, and destroy the freedom of speech, gathering, and what we have as Americans. Amen. And we believe that this particular this pandemic, this emergency that we're dealing yep. with, is all part of an orchestrated effort. If There's not no, a human effort, no a science effort. behind it. No science at all. In fact, the science contradicts everything they say. Mm -hmm. Depending on who you're talking to, of yeah. course. But, but the reality is, is that it's undermining the spiritual reality sure. of the world we live in. Well, this is, this is not just academic stuff. This is spiritual. Amen. We, know, we know the Antichrist is coming. That's right. We know he's going to receive his power directly from Satan. Mm -hmm. So we know that we have the schedule. We have the plan. God's given it to us. Uh, the world conquest and one world government is not man's idea. Mm -hmm. Okay? I mean, it's idea in terms that it's from the evil heart. Sure. But God revealed it way yeah. before. Okay? Amen. He's unfolded. So we as Christians know what's going to happen. And so we know the problem is spiritual. These people have a spiritual void, and because they have rejected the objective truth of God's gospel, they get worse and worse and worse. The heart becomes harder and harder and harder. And with that hardness comes evil. Evil such that we have never seen uh, in our lives, some of us, Amen. that we can read in history. It will repeat itself and worse like no other time. Once you yeah. reject God, you open your heart to every form of deception. Amen. And we see people believe crazy. Absolutely. There's huge numbers of people out there that believe the world is flat. There are huge numbers of people a, a out lot there of that them, believe aliens, a lot of them call themselves, but reptiles have taken over the bodies of people. A lot of, a lot a lot of, them, of them call themselves yeah. Christians. They believe it's flat. Bizarre. What's flat is their head. Yeah. I mean, they're crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's yeah. ridiculous. It is amazing now, how dumb people are. 500 years ago, when somebody rejected the gospel in Western Europe or in, in the United States, you know, 300 years ago, they were living in essentially a Christian culture. Right. So the culture itself rebuked them for their, their hypocrisy, their mm -hmm. duplicity, whatever was going on in their lives. Today, we're holding on to a tiny little corner. Right, right. You know, and... My question, if we recognize how important ministry to children is, how absolutely essential it is, certainly there are forces of evil well, absolutely. that recognize how important Completely. it is. Completely. They're making it the focal yeah. point of what they want to do. And Satan tries to distract the kids, yeah. tries to tempt them, mm -hmm. just like he did all of us when we were growing up. Amen. Okay? Satan's well alive on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. Okay? And all of his... Um, um, dominion of demons as well as the people who don't know God who are corrupt who are into drugs pharmaceutical yeah. pharmacia is a, a whole a root for uh, demon activity mm -hmm. um, Sorcery. you have idolatry that goes with that you have all kinds of stuff but it's all to corrupt to break down the character uh, when's the last time you heard honor character virtue courage Amen. Patriotism. Those are all dirty words in our nation, especially Amen. in our academic world. 
And so that brings destruction. And so in times past, you were talking about Europe, the majority was Christian. Yeah. And that Christian worldview and Christian society afforded the morons to speak whatever they wanted without any retaliation. Yeah. But now it's the flip side. Now they're in power and they want to silence objective truth, the Word of God. Amen. Fernando, if, if you had to pick out of all this stuff, because I mean, you do a bunch of activities. In fact, right now, you're preparing for sleepovers mm -hmm. for third, fourth, fifth, sixth graders mm -hmm. and uh, um, going forward <clears throat> towards that in April sometime. Mm -hmm. And you, you do a lot of different things. You do food, you do all kinds of stuff, and you have more people functional and working in the ministry that you oversee than probably any, any other of the pastors mm -hmm. that are here. Mm -hmm. and, and the Lord has blessed you with some amazing people, brother. Um, what do you see as the single most important activity that goes on in the ministry that you oversee? The most important is uh, the teaching, the teaching of the Word of God. Because mm -hmm. from that come out the activities, out from that comes you know, our opportunity to minister to kids. You know, we, one of the things we tell our leaders is, I may not be in the vicinity of a kid, I don't know where they're at, but if the Lord puts it in your heart and you see something going on, that you can address, you can minister to that child. Don't leave it up to me. Amen. God's put that child in your life, and he's equipped you. You have God's word. So it's absolutely the teaching of God's word. You know, And we try to make it relatable to what's going on in our world today. So we try to give that counterpoint. You know, Hey, this is what's going on in the world. Here's the word of God. You're equipped. The scripture tells us we have everything here, everything for life, right? Pertaining to life and godliness in the scripture. And we want the kids to know that. That's powerful stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's an amazing thing. So if you're out there, you're listening, again, the Word of God is necessary not only for adults but for children, for everybody, because everybody is a sinner. And so the gospel is a, to, uh, it's like a mirror to look at yourself and what you see wrong, to admit that it's wrong, and ask God to correct it through repentance. And um, it's for the, by the grace of God, uh, no one's excluded. Uh, they exclude themselves by rejecting it by not embracing it. Uh, so God will show you your sinfulness, but he won't force you to repent. That's your own choice, whether you truly want to be born again, be forgiven, and for God to deal with your heart and to change your life in a way that you will blow your mind. You're never going to be perfect. You're never going to be sinless, but you're going to be a new creature, and you're going to know, and everybody around you is going to know that you're not the way you used to be. That's the grace of God, and that's what we're here for, to minister the gospel, we cannot force people. We do not force people. We do not want to force people. We proclaim the word. It's up to them how they respond to the word of God. They will be the recipients of the blessing or the consequences. They can't blame anybody else. You cannot blame people for the choice you make in life. You are fully responsible in every way. And so we call that you depend on the Lord. Ask him to save you right now if you don't know him. And don't complicate the gospel. Keep it simple completely. Amen. God bless you guys. Thanks for uh, coming out to do this. <laughs>
For more information regarding Simple Truths Radio Ministries or Calvary Chapel Pasadena, please visit calvarychapelpasadena.com. We hope you'll be back for our next discussion, and may God richly bless your day.